With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this, this is, is Will Anita. From hey, Will. Oh, my God. <clears throat> we have this new system in TalkShoe, and it's horrible. I've been <laughs> trying for the last 10 minutes to get in, and I realized that it's not going to do it because my phone number is restricted, so it's not recognizing it won't let me in. So mm. I had to go find another phone. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if everybody else is having problems because I'm learning that if you have Metro PCS or if you have Sprint, it's not letting you in either. Well, I have Sprint. So you have Sprint? Are you yep. being charged for this call? Because nope. Sprint was charged, Sprint called this a chat line and and started charging me for the call. I haven't. I so haven't. I had to. Okay. Well, that that's good. That's good. Let's see. We have somebody else that just joined. Hi, this is Anita. Who just joined the call? Rick Vincent. Hey, Rick. How are you? Good. You. I'm doing okay. I'm sorry. I saw your message. I didn't get a chance to call you. We we got mom back out of the hospital today. So she, you know, has been going in like every you know, four to six weeks. So um, I've been meaning to call you back, dear. Um, I understand what you're going through. Yeah. I mean, is it, uh, we have Will Pennington on the call with us as well. And, uh, so, Rick, is there anything you want to talk, share with me or talk to me about? Will's in uh, Brevard County. I was just down there last week. I have to, left a bunch of the digest down there. Um, Who did you? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I left there disgusted. Where did you go? I met with, with Barb. Yes, you met with Barb. Yep. And okay, no, all right. Well, hold that. Hold that Barb. thought. Okay. Say it again. Yeah, you met with Barb and you dropped off some of those um, to her. Okay. Well, uh, let me let me give you a call after the after this. Okay. But uh, yeah, so uh, well, I'm going down to uh, Palm Beach on Friday to uh, go to their task force meeting, and Jill Levinson's going to be presenting, uh, talking about the statistics and everything, because we're we're working on trying to get that ordinance out of Brevard County. So mm -hmm. I'm just collecting all that I can on that. Um, so this has been my big focus, is trying to pull something together there in terms of resources and help in uh, in Brevard County. And that's kind of what I'm working on right now. So, Will, I will be in your area on September 5th, as I had mentioned earlier. Um, yep, I've got so a part. We'll, okay, so maybe we can meet before or after that meeting. I'll, I'll uh, catch up with you. Um, Rick, you're also 
Let's see. I'm surprised you're on the call because don't you have on Wednesday nights? Don't you go down to the park? We were down there, and we just normally have a, another Bible study after the afterwards, mm-hmm. but they canceled it for tonight. So that's why I'm available tonight. Okay. Well, yeah, this is a real pleasure because you're usually not uh, on the call. Let's see. We have somebody else that just joined. Hi, who's on the call with us? Al from Broward. Hey, hey, Al. Wonderful. Thanks for, for calling in. We have Will in uh, Brevard and um, Rick in Lake County on the call with us as well. Okay. Did you get so, my message you know, about the third week, Wednesday? Yeah. Well, ironically, here in August, the second Tuesday and the third Wednesday fell in the same week. So we couldn't do it that way. That's why we're having this call tonight. Gotcha. Okay. One of those odd months. But um, I did respond back to you because I wanted to let you know that I was going to Palm Beach on Friday. And I didn't know if you wanted to do a road trip and meet me up there. Um, It is the Palm Beach County Reentry Task Force. And Jill Levinson, who serves on the Broward County one, will be doing a presentation um, about, uh, you know, the statistics and um, and that type of thing and uh, actually trying to gather information on how we can use her information in Brevard County to try to combat that ordinance that they have there. Uh, Ronnie's not able to attend because he's at the um, criminal defense attorneys conference hmm. and Gail was just in Pahokee. Yeah, noon. Can, will you send me information? I should be able. To I I will. I actually did. I actually did email it to you. So take a look at it if you can. If you can attend. Wonderful. Don't go out of your way, though, if it's uh, if there's any type of uh, conflict or challenge. I just wanted to let you know what was going on. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so, look, I'm, uh, I, I am getting a little overwhelmed myself with the fact that we've got about 1,700 people who have responded to mailers and want to be part of FAC and, and just trying to uh, organize almost 2,000 people uh, is really daunting. And I've got to get back to our original plan of of creating our uh, pockets of membership there in each of the counties. So um, I say that because I'm, I'm going to be, uh, you know, w- w- what we want to do is we want to be able to have reasons for people to gather and meet together as well. So... I need suggestions for any um, any projects. Now, uh, Rick, your uh, the, your pamphlets, your stories, your bookmarks. I've shared those with people, and uh, I'd really love to get uh, you know to get more people involved in um, you know either contributing stories or uh, sharing that information. Uh, Rick, from your standpoint, if you had, if, if this is actually for all three of you, if you had a room full of volunteers, what comes to mind in terms of a project 
for them to get involved in that would help your cause or your in, in uh, further your interest. Now, before you answer, we have one more person that just joined the call. Hi, you're unmuted. Who who just joined us? Hi, this is Janet Florence from Brevard County. Janet, my goodness, it's been a while. Yeah. How are you doing? It has been, but it, I'm doing well, thank you. It has been a while. I'm glad to be here, though. Well, wonderful. Well, well, Janet, who we have on the call right now is Will in Brevard County. We have Rick okay. in Lake County and Al in Broward County. And what I was just sharing is our membership list is up to a little more than 1,700 people right now. The the membership is, is people that have responded in one way or another that said they want to get information from FAC, they want to be a volunteer, they want to participate. And the challenge is that I I don't want I don't want to be the cog in the wheel, people waiting for me to um to get them mobilized. I have to go back to our original plan. Our original plan is this. We've divided the state up into eight regions. Each of you are in different regions. And out of those eight regions, they're made up of multiple counties. I would like to try to get a representative. I've been calling them county coordinators. We can call them representatives. We'd like to try to get representatives in each county, but then a director in that region that those representatives can report to. Because we want to be having uh, more things done on a local level for people to get engaged in projects. And I'll give you an example. In Hillsborough County, um, I gave Dee a stack of postcards and some labels and some stamps that her group met at uh, at one of, I think, IHOP, and they sat down and they personalized postcards. These postcards are these yellow postcards that, that tell people about FAC. They don't say anything about sex offenders on it. It just basically says we're an organization that, you know, is, um, you know, fighting for the reform of unconstitutional laws um, that they would be involved <laughs> in. And uh, they wrote little personal notes on it, like, you're not alone, you know, uh, join us at the next meeting, um, you've got people to talk to, or, you know, let's sh share and exchange resources or whatever. They personalized these postcards, and they sent out about 400 postcards. That was a project that they did in their own backyard. So that's that's an example of what I'm looking for when I say, you know, let's try to uh, let's try to make a difference in your own backyard of what's going on. So if projects, if you can come up with projects, um, you know, letter writing or whatever it is, that that would be most helpful. Let's share those uh, so that when a representative wants to get a group together, that that there's some effective um, hello. project hello. that they can be doing. Yes, hello. Mm -hmm. Hello. Sorry, that you guys was my hear wife. Me? She didn't know I was on the phone. Oh, <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay. So before I go any further, someone else has just joined the call, and I'm not going to keep repeating myself. But let's see. Hi. Who just joined the call? Hi. 
Hello, this is Barbara in Brevard. Wonderful, Barbara. Great. Um, we we have a couple of Brevard people on the call. We have Janet now, Barbara, and Will. We have uh, Rick in Lake County and Al in uh, Broward County. Um, <clears throat> so I want to make sure that uh, I, I did send to each of you the uh, county coordinator package again, which needs to be updated, I understand. But the main thing is I really uh, want to make sure that I am educating our representatives so that you know what our mission is, what our four positions are, um, what our background is, who your board members are, what we're working on, um, advance updates on what's going on with lawsuits and that type of thing, um, access to some referrals that we don't put on our website, we kind of keep them private. Um, but I want to make sure that I have some, uh, I have responsible uh, individuals that we can begin sharing this information with. Uh, so it's really about raising your your um, you know your your understanding of of FAC so that you can be a representative uh, if something comes up. An example of this is in Palm Beach on Friday. Jill Levinson is going to be doing a presentation to the Palm Beach County Reentry Task Force. I'm going down, I want to listen to her presentation because it talks about statistics and more importantly about the homeless situation and how it's growing because we don't have enough housing. And by the way, housing restrictions have nothing to do with public safety. So I, I want to take back with me all that I can gather from her because we are trying to fight that ordinance. We are going to be pushing hard to get rid of that ordinance in Brevard County through the reentry task force. Okay. So mm -hmm. uh so that's so again, you know, if anybody wants to to go to that meeting, but that's just one of many. There are several of these types of uh events going on in um Rick there in you're not far from, from Volusia County, we have an ACLU representative who wants to do a viewing of the untouchable. So I'm going to be gathering some volunteers up there in Volusia County to help him build an invitation list so that, um, you know, he can get a viewing done. But instead of me being the point of contact, that's what I'm saying. I, I need, you know, people locally that will work with them. So I have someone in um, Volusia County who is going to be uh, Carrie's point of contact when it comes to um, setting up that event, okay? So that, those are some of the things that are going on right now. But I want to touch base with each one of you on the line and see how things are going in your area, what your challenges are, how you, what you can suggest to us in, in a way that we can get more people involved um, and, and engage more volunteers. Uh, to help us uh, with FAC. So uh, I kind of want to start with Janet because I, I, I was just, I'm so uh, glad you're on the call. Janet, tell us what's going on and, and what what you're available to do or any suggestions you have um, for Florida Action Committee. Sure. Um, 
Well, what's going on with me, I know I feel like I've been MIA for a while, but, you know, I had my own issues mm-hmm. with uh, probation and whatnot a while back, and it took me actually a very long time to recover. So I'm kind of just now resurfacing, mm-hmm. I guess, because I've been just rebuilding my life from having to deal with complications. And I'm right. at a comfortable point to where I don't feel like I'm slaving away, working day and night, day and night, day and night. And um, I, I, you know, I know I'm not alone in this world. And that's the thing is I'm glad I know that, but I feel like a lot of people sometimes do feel like they're alone. You know what I mean? And right, that's the exactly. one thing that I want to do is be able to connect with people and so that they know they're not alone because it can be very isolating. And we all know about the ordinance in Brevard County. And I want more than anything to move away from here because I don't like it here that much. But, I mean, I like it here, but that ordinance is a killer. <laughs> Well, there's going to be something done about it. I I want to share with you that, you know, probation is, or Department of Corrections is is so on board with this. They they want to see it gone as well. And they they have a lot of strong recommendations for us. Problem is, they can't really voice their opinions because they work for the Department of Corrections. But so it's kind of up to, they're, they're so happy that Florida Action Committee is getting involved because I can go out there and ask for a public request for information. I have asked for, uh, you know, give me all the um, the arrests. Who, who's been arrested? Who has been, um, you know, charged under this ordinance? I want all that information. Uh, we have well, been, yeah, we we kind of comb through all the um, all of the individuals that are there in Brevard County and and took a look at you know the charges and everything. And there are very few people that have had reoffenses, uh, that recidivism, and that's what they need to know. They need to know exactly, look, you've got 900 uh, registered citizens here, and, you know, four have reviolated. you know, that type of thing. We're going to go to them with, with specific information of who's in their county because they don't look at it that way. No, they don't so, um, know why they pass laws. It's all fear-based, but but it's good to know that, that they kind of working with you on that. I have a similar type of experience because I even have a really good relationship with the people at the Sheriff's Department from registering four times a year for the last mm-hmm. five years, you know, and they all are very, they, everybody that I talk to, like, they're they're not thrilled with the ordinance. They're not thrilled with the new three-day requirement. They're not thrilled with nothing. They're just like, you know, as much right. as they understand we have to go through, they're like, oh, we got, like, a ton more work to do now, and they hate enforcing it just as much. But a lot of times, yes, their hands are tied because they can't really voice their opinion being who they are. But it's, mm-hmm. it's good to know that I don't feel as scared anymore that, like, I will face any kind of retaliation or repercussions if I speak up. I used to be a little bit more afraid or just kind of being cautious and this and that. And I'm just tired of it, you know, not so much just for myself, but I constantly mm-hmm. see people because I actually have things pretty well off and I'm constantly trying to help other people. And I just can't believe how much people have to struggle unnecessarily because of a decision 
that they made very poorly, but they're not really like lifelong criminals or anything that they should have to be stripped Mm -hmm. of all kinds of human rights for Mm -hmm. nothing. And, you know, I've always wanted to just make a difference in that aspect. And I don't really know what I can do, but I just know I want to do something. (laughs) Well, um, okay. Uh, And that's one of the things, like, we can't really, as a nonprofit organization, we cannot go out and identify candidates, you know, that we uh, back and support. We we can't do that. However, you know, what we can do is we can identify questions. And, you know, certainly you want to look for candidates that are, uh, you know, opposed to private prisons, that are, you know, looking for alternatives to incarceration that are looking to give people a second chance and, you know, different things like that. So we have identified some of that in a letter that we sent out to um, to the candidates. And if you don't have access to the Internet and you haven't seen that, uh, you know, I think everybody on this call has access to it. But, you know, just taking that information and helping people to, um, you know, develop a list of questions that they can call and ask the candidates. It doesn't have anything to do with sex offenders. It it has to do with, you know, in general, what is their position on sure. on certain things? The problem is, most of the time, neither the Republicans nor the Democrats want to hear anything about that. So I've found that the only ones who actually seem to give a crap are the are the independents, the libertarians, and the and the independents and the greens. <laughs> well, you know the and they're politicians. We all know that, you know. But you kind of have to. You you still have a voice. You can ask these questions. You can let them know that these are the concerns. You can go I, to. I I I go I I write to when when I'm home at least. Mm-hmm. I write to uh, I write to the representatives, whether they be local, whether they be senators, you know, what have you, at least once every every couple of weeks. Um, mm-hmm. From my own personal experience, I can say that Marco Rubio seems to listen. Uh, Bill Nelson will not give you the time of day. He'll just send you some pre-scripted thing and says, basically, I don't mm-hmm. care what you think. This is what I'm going to do. And whether you like it or not, same thing with Tad Altman. He's terrible. Bill Posey is he'll, – he'll listen, but at the end of the day, it's still going to be his decision. Um, but once he's provided with information and, and actual facts and studies and things like mm-hmm. that, He's very open to listening more. Well, you know, just uh, so knowing get... who you're, who you, yeah, knowing your your local representatives and how they stand, you know, like I was, I was, and, and get on their email list if you can. Like Senator Bracey over here, oh my God, every time you turn around, he's having a a job fair for uh, people with with the records, you know, and they're bringing together a very uh, a lot of uh, employers. That um, that hire felons, and it gives us an opportunity to go talk to them about uh, registered citizens and that type of thing. So, believe it or not, there's a you know that's that senator. I had no idea he was doing as much as he is, but being on his email list, I can see a lot of what he's doing locally. That uh, that's impressive, and he's there. He goes. So you kind of have to follow your 
your representatives there. But I want to give Janet yeah. a, a call to kind of um, tell us anything else that you want to you want to talk about. So, um, Janet, I know that you've, uh, like you said, you know, you've kind of been focused on on getting uh, getting established and and making some time. Now that you have a little bit of time. Um, and this actually is for Will, Janet, and Barbara. Our biggest challenge in uh, Brevard County is finding a place for for us to meet. You know, right? I know. So, <laughs> I know. I mean, that's one okay. of the challenges that we deal with just living here. Is like, where can I go every day without, especially somebody like myself who is being supervised that. You know, it's being recorded mm -hmm. every time I step foot anywhere. And I always, like, am right. paranoid constantly. And, but, you know, I there's a couple places that I go regularly, and I've been going for five years, that nobody's ever called me out on. So I'm assuming it's okay. <laughs> so, well, that, my question, do they give you a list of places that you cannot no, go? they definitely do not do anything like that. Basically... They leave it up to you. And for people that don't have access to the Internet, it's nearly impossible, right? Because they literally yeah. give you no guidance whatsoever. I can access the Internet, so I haven't had that issue. But even if I use Google, it's not the same system that they're using. And I've had prior, you know, probation officers that have tried to violate me because they said I went somewhere that I wasn't supposed to when I was like, I looked on Google and Google tells me it's well outside the range and they're like, well, not in my system. But of course, they would never show me. But still, I feel well, like... Well, see, but this is where this is where but this is where I come in. Okay? I will do a request for public information. That is the one thing I haven't asked for are these lists. So... Yeah. They, if they they, they have to they have them. do they do I think on like some popular places right like they'll be like yes you can't go to Walmart you can't do this you can't do that like the big places that everybody wants to go to but they don't necessarily have a very extensive map that's going to really show me in a sense you know it's just kind of like those popular places that people may want to mm -hmm. go to they know yes or no on those ones but they don't really know okay per se so so here's my next thing everything changes because you know last year i couldn't go there and then all of a sudden i'll hear somebody will be going there and i'll find out or i'll be going there and then all of a sudden i'll be like well didn't you know a year ago they said we can't go there anymore and it's like it's constantly changing because it's so vague and open to interpretation the other problem <laughs> that, they, okay. that they don't bring up is is there there are numerous times where a place might not qualify but then later on it does for example uh i was told that i couldn't go to some restaurants on 192 because it was too close to this uh this school yeah the, well well it turns out that the school uh at this church hasn't that they that they haven't that they haven't had a school there or a daycare since 2011 that that was when their license ran out and they never they never reapplied and all they are now is just a church and a food pantry. And I had to call the sheriff's department and okay. said, "Hey, look, this is what's going on." And they're like, "Well, why do you why do you need to be in the area anyways?" And I said, "Because I want to go out to eat. I need to go shopping, things like that." And so uh, I haven't had any. I haven't. Had, they haven't said anything since. So and I've been to the area several times okay. since then. So. Okay. So so here's you know 
let's, you know, and this is kind of a topic for just Brevard County alone, and, and we can get to that. But uh, what I'm working on right now is um, the public request for information on the, the arrests under that ordinance. I'm going to request a list of locations that are off limits, and they have to have these. I understand the north, central, and south areas have them. But I also have the contact of a GPS expert, and I'm asking him for a proposal. What would it cost for Vard County to do a map to identify locations that are off limits, but also locations that provide um, affordable housing that's within the limit or, or outside of the 1,000-foot rule? So what we want to do is just get a proposal from, from him because he's going to come back in the thousands. And I'm going to present it to Brevard County and, and suggest that if they're interested in low-income housing or if they're going to continue with these ordinances, they have to realize that, you know, they're, they're going to have to um, identify where people can and cannot go, and this is what it's going to cost. That'll be another um, argument for removing the ordinance or at least changing the ordinance yeah. in many ways. So those are things that are going on right now. And the next meeting the next meeting is going to be in September. Okay, and yes, who is that? Rick? It's Rick. Um yes. that'll be Janice from uh California. Contact her, ask her what she did with all the restrictive um housing rules that she possessed successfully right. Yeah, we we have everything from Janice Bellucci. Um, Ronnie speaks and Gail speak to her on a regular basis. The difference is this: in a lot of ways, our, our it's the Constitution here in Florida that's very vague, whereas in California it was very specific. So they knew what they were violating and and that type of thing. So her argument is different, but um, that's one of the things that Jill Levinson has been working on is um, identifying. Um, the fact that, you know, you cannot continue to put people in a situation where they restrict where they live because you are running out of out of locations. So you are, uh, and there's no attrition, no one's coming off the registry, so all this is doing is creating more and more and more homelessness, pushing people out. And so um, that's, so I have all of her information and research. Um, Anita? And then there's there's a couple there's a couple of other lawsuits. So yeah, actually I had a conversation with with Ronnie this weekend, and he's going to help me from the legal side get all of that information together. So uh, what I need from those of you that are living in Brevard County is continue, you know, identifying issues. We have a couple of members there that have been providing me with actual stories of you know how they were violated or what happened or what they were told. And um, and that's good information so that we can kind of go, you know, use that as part of our challenge. I, uh, I Will, do you have something to say? Oh. Well, okay, was, Rick, uh, do you want to finish? Say, uh, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to let say, Rick. Um, I'm going to let Rick comment. Oh. Okay. Rick, I, I just can't imagine you yours. can't find an attorney down there that would take a. Oh, you know. Rick. Oh, no, no. Rick, listen. We have an attorney. 
who wanted this. So a couple of years ago, we got everybody together and a pro bono uh, opportunity to do this. Here's what happened. We needed a map. We that was going to cost us, I don't know, just a huge amount of money. And so we couldn't go forward with it. Um, but we had individuals that uh, were identified that wanted to be plaintiffs. We had an attorney that was ready to go. Since this time, um, so we decided to, to go after Seminole County first because they actually had a map. We did do the lawsuit in Seminole County, and we had an incredible uh, summary that was written by a judge that is absolutely perfect. Uh, the problem was the only thing that uh, Seminole County, we were suing Seminole County and the sheriff. The sheriff has since changed. They, we have a new sheriff in town. But also um, they challenged us on the fact that we had John Doe's. So they wanted all the names of the plaintiffs, and they, since FAC was named as a plaintiff, they wanted us to identify all of our members. So what we did instead is we voluntarily withdrew the lawsuit so that we could file it again at a later date when we had plaintiffs who were willing to use their names. So now we're focusing on Brevard County again. Um, so getting an attorney is not a problem. We we definitely have that. We definitely have a, a great, um, you know, defense. We now need to, like I said, there's a few things that you, that I want to try to influence the county to come up with, and that would save Florida Action Committee from having to produce those. Okay? That's kind of where we're going. We're building it. We're building our case. So, uh, Will, did you have something to add to that? Uh, I was just uh, curious as to, I was reading an article from NARSOL, uh the other day, and it was talking about how many kids are on the sex offender registry. I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about under yeah. the age of 18. And yeah. they're saying because the average age on the registry is 14. No And way. so yeah. I was just wondering... I was just wondering yeah. if uh, if maybe we could also get a freedom of information request and see if we have any minors who are being affected in the county as well. We we have that information, and here's how it works in Florida. In Florida, they do not put juveniles on a public registry, but they're on a, mm. but they are on the registry. There are a few that are on the public registry because they were either tried as adults or whatever, or what happened most of the time, what happens is they had an offense when they were young, 12, 14 years old. They hit 18, and suddenly now they're placed on the registry, mm. okay, on a public registry, based on a charge that happened when they were youthful. So we have this problem. Now, here in Florida, they will tell you that there are no minors on the registry, which is a lie because uh, we, we do have, uh, let's see, I can probably tell you, I don't know, it used to be 14 years old here in Florida, but I think she, I think that individual's 17 now. We actually have the oldest person on the registry who's 105, mm. okay? Uh, but you get into states, you get into states like Michigan, and they have children on the registry, okay? 
And I think in that, Delaware, that the, the youngest is only like eight. Yes, they do. Yeah, they're so so. Yeah, on the national side of it, you you find a lot. And also, the most the the most popular popular, but um, the average for these offenses is between the ages of 18 and 22. I think it is 18 and 22, or younger than 18 under the age. So it's the the crimes against children are being committed by children. Yeah. It's yeah. And they said the, the numbers growing exponentially. Yeah. And um and so that's part of what Jan, um Jill's going to be presenting on Friday. Mhm. Now, um, so yeah, imagine that. This this the, this meeting on September 5th, that's that that's what the reentry uh task force. That's the Brevard County reentry task okay. force meeting. Yeah. Yes, and they are changing the location, so I'm going to I'm going to put in a request tomorrow to find out if that location is cleared for people to attend. If it is, I'm letting you all know. So you can you can attend that meeting. But um the one that was even at the government building there in Vieira, they said you couldn't attend and I'm going, "Wait a minute, it's being attended by law enforcement." You know, it and if you read the ordinance, it says that you know that would that's a, a, one that is of the exceptions, um, but they didn't buy it. So it, that's okay because then, but I have guess what? I have it in writing. I have a written response from them denying um, individuals to attend that meeting. That's huge. You know, if we can get things in writing. Any, um, they look for any reason to say no. Correct, and you know, so it all works in our favor. So, just to let you know, that's that's something that I'm I'm working on. So I need to kind of make sure that other people are working on membership, helping me with the membership. Um, Rick, they're in Lake County. Yeah. It's been a while since we had a meeting there in Lake County, and I'd love to try to get another one together because there are some individuals that I have been talking to, um, you know. But again. We, we need to get people engaged. Just bringing them in and, and talking with them and letting them know Florida Action Committee exists is, is nice. It's warm. It's good. But then beyond that, keeping them engaged in, into some type of, of project, um, I need help with this. Uh, here in Orange County, what we did was we did what we called a media blitz, where we printed up letters. We printed up several letters, and let's just say we had, you know, a letter and there. an article. Yeah, you were there for that, okay? So, you know, just for those that are that are on the call, that media bliss was pretty good because, you know, we we basically adopted, uh, you know, a handful of news reporters and anchors, and uh, every week we were sending them information. So they were getting information, but did you know? You know that there are children on the registry. Did you know this? Did you know that? And just kind of feeding them factual information each week. Uh, we sent it anonymously. We didn't send it from FAC. We signed it concerned citizen. Um, our person who was making the drop, you know, every week she would, you know, okay, this week I'm dropping letter one. This week I'm dropping letter two. This week I'm dropping letter three. Well, what we had done is we had passed around the envelopes, and so there's different handwriting on them. They were being 
dropped from different locations. <laughs> so there was no, you know, when they were receiving these letters, there was no consistency. Like they weren't coming out of Winter Park, Florida. They were coming out of all over the place. They were written in different handwriting. They were signed by different, you know, concerned citizens. So, uh, so it was just something to get that in front. And I don't know about you, but I'm seeing less and less, or, um, I'm hearing less and less on the news. Is that just, is that just because Trump is, uh, there's so much news on Trump and we don't have time for any local news or what? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we have, we have another situation where, you know, we had uh, Marion County posting those big red signs that said sex offenders can't be on school property. So we did a request for public information, um, and asked about, uh, how many registered sex offenders had been rearrested on school property? And the answer is a resounding zero. Um, but we also well, went out to each county. <laughs> we, but we went out to each county and we asked how many uh, people were arrested for sexual offenses on school property. And the the numbers are, are you know, they're not comfortable. But who, where are they coming from? Parents, teachers, coaches, other students? Okay, not sex offenders, not registered citizens. So we're pulling this report together so that we can, you know, another, just another bit of information to attack people on. But Marion County spent $7,000 to put up these red signs that are scaring children half to death. And they're completely unnecessary. There is not one, one bit of evidence that warrants them spending that money so it becomes a public issue and that's what the the public wants to know how their tax dollars are being wasted and especially seven thousand dollars for schools hey you know even if you know buying school supplies or pencils or whatever that's a waste of money and for no reason at all so these are the types of situations that you always want to be on the lookout for. If there's anything, you know, that you spot that, you know, we can go after some more information or what if we had this and what if we had that information? Well, it's it's not it's not difficult to do because in this sunshine state, all this is supposed to be transparent. So I should be able to ask for any information I want out there and get it. We will have to pay for it sometimes. We have to pay for 15 cents a copy or whatever it is. And we offer to do that up to a certain amount of money. So, you know, so think in terms of we, we no longer have to sit back and wait for the next shoe to drop. We can be ready to, to push back on some of these things. So think in those terms of, Anita, you know, what, um... what we can do. I was just going to ask, yes. you, is, is it just me, or since the uh, since uh, that interview with Ron Book down in South Florida, where he was all scowling and miserable, is it just me, or has since then he he and Lauren Book get, been getting in more and more trouble and getting denied more and more for the things that they've been going for? Well, they're definitely getting their the spotlight is definitely hitting them because um but then they have their their days um you, you saw what happened there in in Miami Dade they did a a big celebration because Ron Book was able to clean up the streets and 
give all the homeless people a place to go except for sex offenders. And so he had Ben Carson there and, and other people, you know, doing this really big celebration about all this wonderful stuff he did in in uh, in Miami-Dade, which is just, you know, again, he it's it's all a publicity thing for him. Uh, he yeah. didn't fix the problem. He he created it. And by the way, we've been through this multiple times with Ron Book, and he he pays out for people to go and live places, and then when the money runs out, they're back on the street anyway, in a different yeah. location. But he never quite solves the problem. And and because he has this history, um, you know the he's being challenged more, but then you get people that are ignorant to the situation, like Ben Carson from HUD who comes down here. He doesn't, you know, he he doesn't know anything about housing to start with. He's disconnected, yeah. Of course, yeah, everybody, they're disconnected. That's a good way to put it. So, you know, you get it both ways, but um, yeah. And the, uh, so I don't know how to stop Ron Book, uh, but we just can't, we just can't let up. We just have to keep putting the information out there. Well, I've, I, I hope more and more people realize that, you know, when we speak, we speak, you know, with, with, with a smile on our face. You know, we're calm, we're meek, we're gentle. You know, we try to speak with compassion, whereas Ron Book is just always miserable, always scowling, and always angry. That is very true. That is very true. But I guess, you know, the thing is that the Constitution is on our side, and um, the problem is we just haven't been, you know, we haven't been able to, um, you know, plead a lot of these things in court, but it's it's slowly, it's coming, you know. But in the meantime, we have a lot to do just on a day-to-day basis to maintain our sanity and, um, and stay focused and encouraged and... Um, you know that's that's what we want to we want to make sure people are involved with. I still get calls every day from from people saying, um, "I didn't even know you guys existed. I thought I was the only person, you know, living by myself in Escambia County. You know, I thought I was the only person in Florida that was going through this." Those are the mm-hmm. ones we want to reach and make sure that they know. No, you're not alone. Um, you know, let's let's get on a call. Let's talk about it and let's talk about what we can do. So there are programs like the Fearless Group and other things. There are people like Rick who is out there talking to um, talking to individuals at, at the parks and everything, and and you know giving them sending them the word. And you know you just have to keep you just have to keep doing this every day. Uh, Rick, do you want to share what's been going on uh, with the individuals that you've been meeting with? Well, one thing that that I've done is I've got a connection with um, our SNL. Where I get a cop, an actual digital copy of the digest that we can get printed. And in the last six months, I've probably spent somewhere to, between two and three hundred dollars every time that issues come out. And you know, you've received some of them. You've helped pay for some of them, Anita. Everybody on the call should be getting those, and um, I just can't afford to put the money out anymore. Um, right. Well, I think that's it, is getting people to get the subscriptions on their own. It's only like $15 for the year. 
right? The information like that, Rick? I think it's twelve dollars for a year. It comes out uh, six times a year, so twice. Okay, so so twelve dollars for the for the whole year. If you haven't seen this, um, and you can get it online too, at uh, narsol dot org. There's a ton of information in that digest of what's going on across the nation, and Florida is supposed to be contributing to that. Um, that translates to Anita, and yeah, I, I, I second I time in a row. Huh? Anita, I've got somebody. You know John from the park. Yes. He mm -hmm. said that he'd be interested in writing it uh, if you'd help tell him, you know, how to compile all the information. And so that might be a resource for you. Does he have internet access? Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I might work with John on that because, um, you know, I could definitely do that. But we should be, you know, contributing information to that every uh, every other month. And then I'm on a right. call with RSOL every other month, uh, you know, with other uh, affiliates, and we're checking in, just see what's going on in our area. Um, so if anybody is actively involved in NARSOL and wants to become the FAC liaison, that that opportunity is there. I need help organizing volunteers. Um, that opportunity is there. So there's just a ton of stuff we can be doing. If anybody would like ten copies of the digest, if you'd send me fifteen dollars, mm -hmm. I will send out by um oh, a priority mail it cost six six dollars and seventy cents just for mailing it, and so mm -hmm. I'm not gonna make any money doing that you don't have to do you don't have to do priority mail. Rick, don't even do priority mail because here in Florida, it's going to get there the next day most of the time. It's cheaper to send it that way, believe me. Really? If you try to put it in envelope, you'll pay through a whole lot more than 670 to mail them. Okay. So I guess what you're really saying is, is anybody still uh, connected with any therapy groups? Or, or on the call? I, I go to therapy, but my group is two people, but my therapist has lots of groups. Okay, so, so Janet would be a good uh, person to send these to. Um, so, Janet, is there any way that, um, let's see, in your circle, see, this this would be an opportunity if you're, if you're when I say circle, you know, if you had um a way of contributing fifteen dollars uh every other month then uh mm -hmm. to distribute these these flyers. That shouldn't come out of your pocket. But let's just say you have a representative down there, you have someone that steps up and says, What can I do? In instead of making that contribution to FAC directly, they might want to say, I wanna help this I, you know, okay, you can count on me for a $15 donation every other month, and they pay for the printing of these newsletters that you can take to the therapist to, to give out. Okay? That's mm -hmm. kind of Rick, what, what we're talking about is, okay. you know, Rick shouldn't have to uh, bear the cost of the printing, nor any one individual 
but we want to try to you know get it get it to where it's manageable maybe you have you know a couple of people that are willing to do five dollars here and there um and everybody and everybody's in the call I'm, I'm a chaplain i'm not an so i started dealing with SOs up in new jersey back in 2006 and i've been dealing with them ever since and i deal with them every single day i i'm in the park with them two or three times a week I say the park at the trailer park where a bunch of them live, trying to minister to them, trying to encourage them. And you know what? I get disgusted with the stuff they got to put up with. Mm-hmm. And you know, right. that's why I spent and- my trying to get people educated. And you know, one thing I hear on a, I, I hear it too frequently from the SOs themselves and from members of the, their families where, you know, they don't want anybody to know and they don't want them to know that they have a family member who has that label. And I understand that. But if we don't get out and educate the politicians, the lawyers, uh, the power brokers, then we're going to live with this even longer. Right. So we all have to think about you know, that. Is how, how a, um, it is a difficult thing to overcome. I'm, this is Barbara and Brevard and, and Chaplain Rick. It was a pleasure to meet you and Lynn. And uh, and my son took uh, all those fly, those uh, digest uh, Nartal uh, papers publication to his meeting mm-hmm. today and distributed them. And I also made uh, typed up and printed out little cardstock. Uh, cards with uh, with um, uh, our group information for the monthly calls and uh, and he distributed those too to try and um, get people involved and you know start reading and get, giving them the information. So those uh, I'd, those I'd, I'd like to get a, a well used. Those too. I was just say, okay, I'd Barbara. Just see if I can. Okay, Will. Uh, That's Will. Get, get a hold of those uh, for, for the uh, for, for my groups as well, if if we can figure something out. Okay, so let me just make a note here. Thirteen dollars. We can send ten of them to you. Um, and if, okay, Jim, if I can get Rick's uh, Rick's information, um, either mailing information or like if you have a PayPal. I'll be happy to contribute uh, some cost for the ones that, you know, for this month or this this time because those all went out and I was very thankful for them. We were happy to be able to share this information. A lot of these people don't have any other resource besides their PO and their their group therapist. So, um, right. it's nice I've, that I've uh, we can give them this out. You can donate by PayPal. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Okay. Um, so that works. Okay. So um, I have a PayPal, and I think you do it like to a friend. You you can give it to a friend. So my friend, and, uh, use my email address: his servant, his word at gmail dot com. Do you have that, Barbara? I can email it to you. Yeah, just email me that. But Rick, what's your? But to put money into your PayPal, I need to know what your account, what your account, or your, you know, your. Um, email. Um, what are you doing with? Pardon. 
You do it through the e email address. Through the email? Through your email? I believe so, yeah. No, I think I have to do it through your PayPal. I have to. You have to have a PayPal set up, and then I put money into your PayPal. Friend of friend. I do, and it's the way. I, I believe it's you just use my email address. Yeah, you just type okay. in his email address, and it should pop pop right up. It'll say, "Is this the person you're looking for?" Yep, and then you, you can send the money that way. Yeah. So it's his. Tell it to me again. His servant, his word. Four, four separate words all together, his servant, his word at gmail.com. Okay. I'll try that. And anybody okay. that does it, I'll have them in the mail to either that next day or the day after. Like if we did it right now, I'm in jail tomorrow morning till in the afternoon, so probably wouldn't get, get done tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. But it would be definitely be done by Friday. They'd be in the mail. Well, don't send me any more of the one, the current one, because you already gave me um, the current one. This bar, this okay. is Barbara. I, I, you don't need to send me any more. Uh, yeah. I'll give you some uh, recompense for the cost of your copying. But uh, we've already distributed so, this this time's digest. So it's okay. printed every other month on the even month. Okay, every other month on the even month. Okay. Yes. Okay, um, and input is needed, you know, every other month uh, on the odd months. That's what, you know, we contribute to that. But, um, okay, so, so Rick, you were saying that what are you breaking this down to, like 50 cents a copy, or what are you saying? Yeah, I'm paying 50 cents a copy, and then they're mailing them at $6.70. So I get okay. a few bucks. But I'm making any money, believe me. Okay, I know you're not, but you want to cover the cost. Okay, so, yeah, I want to so uh, because I can share that with some of the other members as well if they want to get some in, in there. Please do it because we need to get the information out there to everybody and hopefully yeah. uh, some, some of the psych, psychiatrists, uh, some of their groups, and right. you know, if, if they right. express an and interest. And I'll tell you what, this is outside of FAC because this is NARSOL's newsletter to which we're an affiliate. Okay, so, um, but I, I think it's really good information to, to get out there. And, you know, okay. by, by having this connection with the person I'm in contact with, getting the, I'm using, even using his company um, discount card to get them printed. And so, you know, right. it's been a great contact. And he, yeah, he not getting your life, and this might be a great way to get it, get it spread out even more. Because, yeah. you know, about anybody can afford $15 every two months. Right, right. Yeah, if we can get, a, you know, more people to do that. Now, the other thing is, um, for all of you, too, is we have those business cards that, have the um, text information so that we can text a reminder on the months that they have to register. Registrant reminder, uh, registrant reminder service that we have. Have you have you guys received those cards? Do you know what I mean by that? Oh. We usually put them into the annual invoices. 
No. Okay. No, I, so, I don't. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've had plenty okay. Uh, I've shared it with my probation officer, and he even has some, and he gives them out to people. It's wonderful. Okay. I mean, we can send more of those, okay. too. So what that is, Barbara, is they um, they just send a text message to this number, and they identify the months that they have to register. And on those mm -hmm. months, we send them a reminder to go register. Um, it's just an extra, it's just an alarm clock, you know. I mean, it's not... You know, we're not liable if they miss their registration appointment. Each just reminding them, hey, it's January, it's registered this month. And we mm -hmm. keep sending them that reminder until they turn around and say yeah. registered. So then it'll stop sending it for that month. Yeah, the way, it, okay. the way it works is it actually, it comes on the 1st. So, like, if I have to register mm -hmm. February 1st, I get it on the 1st. Then I don't hear from mm -hmm. them again for two weeks so it kind of it's not like annoying or anything like that but it's like hey it's February right. time to register and then if I don't text back registered in the first two weeks when the month is half over half over I get another reminder hey it's time to register and then another week mm -hmm. goes by and so now it's week three and if I still haven't registered it's like hey you gotta register and then for that last week of the month it's like every day Hey, you got to register. Hey, you know what I mean? Until I text, oh, okay. registers and it, it doesn't mute it. But it's kind of nice because it gives you yeah. the first two weeks. It's like gives you time to register, and then it gives you one week. But in that last week, it's going to be like every day. So it's actually a nice setup. I love That's it. good. Yeah. Okay. We haven't had so any problem with that because it falls on uh, his birthday and uh, my birthday uh, month. <laughs> So he's what a way to he celebrate, had, huh? He, he really likes the um, text uh, for the meetings. Um, uh, that's that's okay. really good. I you mean, know, for the phone calls. I mean, the phone calls. That's a yeah. nice text. Now, um, I would love to show everybody how to use that because, um, unfortunately, this little system that we have put together to send out a text to remind people of the uh, meetings is not automatic. I have to do 50 at a time. When we have oh. over a thousand people to notify, it oh takes me God. a while, okay, to do that. And so that's why we haven't been doing it. That's why we don't do it very often. But just think, okay, oh. that um, Barb, if I showed you and gave you 50 phone numbers, and Janet, I showed you and gave you 50 phone numbers, and and so forth. If you guys did that, even just once a month, to say, okay, uh, I'm going to send out you know, this text message, uh, it, it saves me, you know, or if you that's, did a hundred of them. That's a reminder that's, for the phone call, you guys, right? Yeah, that would be a reminder for the phone call, um, yes. Mm -hmm. Or it's set up so, you know, like I said, you know, the people that you know, typically, uh, I'm going to use Hillsborough again for an example because Dee is doing this. I gave Dee in, in Hillsborough the phone numbers for all the folks, all the members in her area. She sends out that text message to them to remind them um, about the meeting. And so she's only dealing with less than 100 people. Okay? Mm -hmm. But I don't have to worry about Hillsborough. That's taken care of. So that's what I'm talking about. Um, so even if, you know, you just took on Brevard or maybe you took on... Um, 
you know, another nearby county like Volusia or something like that. Um, that would be a huge help to me. It's just a, you know, it's just a real simple little program. But again, for me to do it over and over again, what I would do is if I've got, if you guys are my volunteers, I could send you the text and the link and say, you know, okay, hmm, that would be, we'd have to set up a system to do that because phone numbers do come and go and change. But, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, just kind of being responsible for your, you know, for a small group. Uh, would mm -hmm. really help. Anita, okay. I've got a, I've got yeah. a system that, that we use. That boy send out the daily mana. Yes. Okay. I can send what out system unlimited. Do you use? It's called Mighty Text. It's like I pay for it. It's like eighty dollars a year. Yeah. Okay. Well, so that's part of the problem is we're not paying for ours. So, you know, but it's well, eighty dollars a year. Yeah. And you can Mighty you can you, it would um, what? you you set them up in groups of twenty five and you, you so can you, send text you got, messages by email, Anita, we should talk <laughs> okay, well, yeah, that's right. I've got an expert on the line with me here, okay, like all Jana, I do you is know, deal with tech all day, <laughs> well, you know what, Janet, yeah, you and I will talk. And um, if I have any questions or concerns, you know, the person that that really does this for us is Casey. And um, and we do need, there's a couple of different things that we were talking about doing, like for the call to action. We want to be able mm -hmm. to do something really simplified for the call to action where people can go out there, put in their zip code, pull up their their representatives, and send emails out to them. Okay, customize it if they want, send it out to them. Barbara, did you do you did that list for me, didn't you? Is that you? No, that was a different Barbara. Yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. You did not do the representative list. That was a different Barbara. Okay. Um that did that. But anyway, so we have all you know, yeah, you know what, Janet, we do need to talk. Um, you know, and you can steer me in the right direction for things. And maybe there's even something that that your service, your uh, you know, your business can can provide I mean, for us too. Yeah, I mean that's one thing that I specialize on because whether it's a nonprofit organization or everybody else I deal with is just a, a small business, so they're on uh -huh. you know limited budget. So that's pretty much what I specialize in is trying to get how do I do something that I really want to do. For like dirt cheap mm -hmm. or nothing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like that's, oh! That's there was a reason. <laughs> so. There was a reason that you you chose tonight to call in because we have so much to talk about. We just had a board yeah. meeting on Saturday and several things came up. Okay, great. We're going to look into that. Yeah, because right, there's so, um, so much good technology, we might as well utilize it. Right. Especially if we can, yeah, have somebody that's an expert. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, I don't. I, this is the problem. I'm trying to break away from from these things that really could be somebody else can be doing. Um, and you know, as, as a volunteer, these are the types of things that you want to be able to contribute to help with, mm -hmm. and so that I can focus on on the next step. You know, where we're going next with some of these things. 
So, Barbara, I will uh, send to you some of these business cards that we talked about and um, some of the old versions of the uh, past past newsletters that I have, um, some extras of. I'll send those as well because there's still quite a few good articles in them. Okay. Janet, you and I will figure out uh, when we can talk about uh, a text system. And Okay. Um, okay. So... Make a note of that. Okay. Rick, I'm, uh, did you, it's been a little late, Rick. Uh, can I give you a call maybe tomorrow? You're, or are you going to the, uh, you're going to the jail I'll tomorrow. be in the jail. I'll be in jail tomorrow. I, I never know how long I'll be there until I get there. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to try to make it down to the park on Saturday. Are you going to be there? Of course. Of course. And I'm sorry I missed your wonderful – did you have a dinner on one of these we days did. that I missed? Yes. yes, and I missed it. We had, a, we had a spaghetti dinner with garlic bread and um, fresh uh, fruit. And, uh, that was our two-year anniversary of going down there. Wow, Plus fantastic. With our wedding anniversary, and the guy got a cake for us and uh, gave us a card for uh, – a gift card for um, Cracker Barrel. Oh, wow. So those of you that don't know, Rick, Rick does a service at one of the mobile home parks. Um, out there, outside, by the water, it's beautiful. And uh, and you're you're getting uh, uh, quite a following there, Rick. Mm-hmm. Are you getting some new people joining the group? Right now we've got about seven or eight just being faithful, and every now and then somebody else, you know, might drop in. Uh, they know we're there. Okay. Like tonight, okay. tonight we were there, and Lynn made homemade cookies, and we walked around the park, and anybody we met outside, we gave them cookies, and uh, they know we're there. Okay. Well, I'm going to plan on being there Saturday. Okay. And we can um, Anita, I cannot go on Friday, but uh, I am planning to go to the Brevard reentry, um, and okay. I want to meet lunch if you are able to get over uh, early yes. enough you know and we'll we'll figure out where some place in Vera close by and or, well right now you don't even know where the meeting is going to be held but that to me that's one of our uh, you know over here is one of the things that uh, is has kind of been on my mind a lot is like trying to find a public place where we can right. do these things like rallies or picnics or you know, get people to come out and and um, give information and stuff like that, where where they can actually come and join. You know, exactly, like exactly. A school, a, a you know, obviously uh, probably not a school, but some public <laughs> arena, some public place where mm-hmm. we where we could actually hold a meeting or hold a gathering. Exactly. How hard would, it, would it need to be? Like, would you expect people? Like, what size? Well, you know, I don't know. Go ahead, Anita. You know, we, I mean, we can kind of control that a little bit too by, you know, because Brevard is is such a long county and everything to say north, south, and central. But, um, you know, generally speaking, when we do meet groups, we try to arrange for 30 people. Now, when we did that last meetup, uh, that the the meetup that we did with the attorney, 
you know, you say attorney is going to be there and, you, you know, you better plan for 50 to, to 60 people at least. Mm-hmm. So it, it depends on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But it has it has crossed my mind to to get an attorney in there again to discuss this case again, um, just so that we have a reason to meet. You know, yeah, it, it has crossed it's my mind. Fun. If we can't get to anything else, yeah, I think so that would be good. I think be an incentive. Mm-hmm. Janet, do you have a suggestion on where to meet? Well, um. I know of just a couple of potential ideas, but they're they're typically like restaurants that may or may not charge uh-huh. for their area that they might kind of consider their banquet room or this or that, but they don't typically charge for it because they expect people are going to eat and stuff like that while they're there. Um, Correct, and and that's what that would be acceptable, or if you're looking for something else. Because I was just wondering, there's a lot of, like, Knights of Columbus buildings and, you know, those kind of, like, private facilities where they rent off a hall that I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. had any kind of, like, you know, letter or was really good about calling them to ask them about, like, just donating their facility for a couple hours for the cause kind of thing versus renting yeah. it. Well, we don't have much left. Yeah, we don't we don't want to rent, but we have had a a lot of meetings at places like IHOP, uh, where they have a private meeting room. Um, okay. You know, and it depends on the. It kind of depends on the restaurant. Um, we what we have been able to do at a at one particular IHOP is we ordered the appetizers, and so we ordered like fifty dollars worth of appetizers, and everybody chipped in a couple dollars and. And we covered that. Um, that worked out pretty nicely only because of uh, that we were never interrupted. We were able to start the meeting on time and people had a little bit to eat. Now, they're going to try it a little differently this month and they're going to let everybody order whatever they want to order and pay their own bills um, and get the, the you know, they're going to get interrupted, but they're going to see if the interruption is minimal. Um, yeah, so they're going to try that. Right. I've done it both ways. We've had that, but the servers usually they understand, you know, something's going on, so they're mm-hmm. very quiet. Or you could just say, you know, everybody order by this time or whatever, and then at least have like, say, like a half hour where the servers just know they don't come back. <laughs> and like everybody knows. Right. It, just to give yeah. you at least like a little bit of uninterrupted time or so right. all those kind of places are usually used to comedy and those kind of things. That's why they have those rooms. So that's, well, if you that's if you can identify that, yeah, why don't you try to identify that? And I will be the one to to run that by and make sure everything is okay before okay. we announce um, that we're going to have a meeting there. Yeah, I mean, because like I said, all I know is the fact that I've been going to some places for years, and I guess one of the reasons, and I'm going to be straight up with you here, I think one yeah. of the reasons why I don't, like, offer up, oh, can you, like, get this place checked out and double-check and yeah. double-check that it's okay, because I feel like they're going to come back and say no, because they love to say no, and then I won't go okay. there anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. 
it's yeah, like I, go I do. I can go in there for five years without a problem, but yet I feel like if now if I have a meeting and they dig into it deep, and and this is a particular restaurant that I even asked the sheriff's department myself five years ago, and they said yes. So if somebody was the question now, I would be really disappointed because it's something yeah. that I go to all the time. But they have a private right. room that is perfect size and perfect privacy and everything for us. I've just never wanted to like pursue it out of fear, I guess, of them being like, no, and then I yeah. can go devastated. Right. I I hear you. Well, again, I'm going to ask them for a list of the place, the the restaurants and then we'll see if it's on that yeah. list. Okay. And we'll we'll they, check it out first. I I just went there tonight for dinner <laughs> again. Yeah. I, I go there all the time, so Okay. Well, um yeah, let me know. Uh I won't even tell you what I find out, okay? but uh yeah let me know about that okay so let's see al i haven't heard a whole lot from you al are you there oh yeah okay just take to turn off mute okay so so al Um, uh i don't know what's going on there well i mentioned to you that we found a place at the hundy dealer where there's a meeting room and I encouraged right. you to contact them just so they had your name and would know who you were if we decided to meet there. The Hyundai dealer? Hyundai. Wait a this... yeah. Well, it's Rick Case, Hyundai. Wait a minute. Okay, this wasn't, I know there was another one, another contact. Okay. All right, I'll check that one again. Okay. And uh, I'm still waiting for you and Ronnie to get me some information to get to that city commissioner. Okay, and what was the topic? Um, What was the topic again? Statistics uh, that show low recidivism, the negative impact of residency, um, anything that will help her in combating um, new regulations to add more restrictions, thinking it's going to help. So I'm so surprised since you're talking about Broward County that, you know, I mean, this is the area that Jill is in for reentry. So uh, this information should be available to you down there. Um, Al, did you say... Are you able to go to Palm Beach on Friday? Did you want to do yeah, that? Yeah, I've, I've gotten on my schedule unless something comes up. I'm planning to be there. Okay. okay, well, then that's when we really want to get together on this, and let's just see what Jill is presenting because okay. we can get copies of her materials and everything, and that could be just exactly what you're looking for. That's right. Okay. okay. All right, well, I'm planning mm-hmm. – the last thing is is that I've been contacted several times by Val, the attorney for our ex post facto. And yeah. I think I'm John Doe number three, I think. And so mm-hmm. she sent me tonight uh, a long description of my situation as to edit it. So Mary and I just finished editing a number of pages and sent it back to her. So she is working mm-hmm. hard on our case. 
Excellent. Yeah, I know that that was the last thing I heard was that there were some last, you know, that they were getting a new, another round of the edits and everything because uh, they are getting ready to file it. So they just needed to get everything back from the plaintiff right. was the last word that I got. So that's great um, they, that they reached out to everyone this week. It won't be like the other case you mentioned where they insist on getting the names of the John Doe's. Well, now I was under the impression that we have enough plaintiffs that if that happens, that we have plaintiffs that have agreed to go under their own name. Oh, good. Okay, I, I hate to drop out at that point, but with the family, well, if, yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, they're counting on that. That uh, I don't know how exactly the number of plaintiffs they have, um, but they went in. Knowing, I mean, I'm, did they discuss that with you? Because yeah, that was yeah. one of the key things is that they they wanted to be assured that they would have, if someone did drop out, that they would still be able to go forward with the case. Right, and they know I would okay. have to drop. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure they've accounted for that then, because they have plenty of plaintiffs this time. Good. Okay. Good. So that's good news. Thank you, Al, for participating and coming forward for that lawsuit. That's going to be huge. You're right. Okay. Excellent. All right. And then I will see you then on Friday, Al. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Wonderful. Is there anything else anyone wants to uh, go over tonight? Uh, it's getting close to the 930 hour. Okay, when I sent you guys the packet for the um, county coordinator, uh, I also sent a welcome packet to you. That welcome packet is what we send to new members, and uh, we're going to be going through it and updating it. Obviously, the phone number for the conference call has changed to this new number uh, or to the 605 phone number. So. Make sure that when you're communicating with people that you give them the new number. So we'll make that change. But I wanted to make sure that you do take a minute to read that welcome package and know the mission of Florida Action Committee, the four positions that we uh, fight for, the um, evidence-based laws, the diversion program, education program, and tier system. Those are our four platforms. To take a look at that member code of conduct because we've recently had to ask another member to to leave um, because the, of the fact that they were, you know, their posts were uh, unacceptable and that type of thing. So we do adhere to that, and we will be updating uh, all of this information in there. But I'd really like for you, at a minimum, be familiar with what's in that welcome package because. I'm going to need to call on people to help me with these phone calls when I, I've been late getting back to some people. It would be really nice if I could share that load and maybe you could volunteer to take a couple of calls, you know, I, and I'm really saying a couple, like maybe, you know, one call a week, two calls a week, something like that, um, that I could I could send to you so that you can call people back and this is the type of information that you want them to be familiar with, um, you know, and just welcoming them to Florida Action Committee and, and making sure that we get 
their contact information so that we can get them on an email list or we can mail package to them or something like that. So um, so it wasn't just sent to you, uh, you know, to file away. It was it was really sent to you to take a minute, please, and read through it and be familiar with the the information that's in it. Okay. Right. I'll be there. Will be there will be a quiz next time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but hey, Anita, honestly, a question: Do the uh, yeah. do, do the yeah. uh, do the current business cards? Do they have the new uh, the new column number? Heavens, no! I have thousands and thousands of those cards printed, and then TalkShoot comes in with this new number. It would have been nice, <laughs> okay? But um, so I have to figure out if I want to try to sticker over them or just toss them and print them again. So uh, no, they do not um, have it now. The that's the only thing that changed was that TalkShoot call-in number. The um, the ID number for the show is the same. Pin number is the same. Um, but also on the uh, FAC's helpline, the 904 numbers, none of that changed. Okay. Okay. So it's just it's just literally that one phone number that changed uh, on the conference call, and everything else is the same. So yeah, we'll update uh, it. But I, I I definitely need some need some more of those cards. I keep on getting the the welcome package instead, you know, with the one card and the letter in it, but I, I haven't actually gotten a box of cards yet. Okay, okay. So what I might send to you is I just might send you a box of cards and a, and a couple sheets of stickers, and you might have to fix your own. <laughs> okay. That's, that's that would be... <laughs> that's, be yes, expedient. it's got to be a do-it-yourself. Okay, so let me put a note yeah. here to well. Anita? Yes. yes. If anybody wants to... Um... Digest. Make sure they send me their address of where they want to mail to. Okay. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to pass, uh, uh, pass Rick my my information. You know what I'm going to uh, do. You know what, Rick? Here's okay. what I'm going to suggest what? that you do. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to give you Will's information. And um, and I'm going to give you Janet's information, uh, mailing address, so you can send it to them and they can distribute it. Barbara already has uh, what she needs. Al is in uh, Broward County. I'll give you Al's address, too. Um, so what you want to do is when you put these in an envelope to send to them, why don't you put a self-addressed stamped envelope in there or a self-addressed envelope back to you? And if they want to put a check for $15 and mail it to you, that would be very helpful. Or include your email address, and, I'll, and I can do PayPal. Okay, or PayPal include your email address for PayPal. That's just simple. Okay. All right, then, PayPal. Okay, so let me do PayPal here. All right, I'll get an email out uh, to you, Rick, that has everybody's okay. address on it. And I will get an email to them uh, with your PayPal information. And this is if you guys can, you know, if and when you guys can uh, make a contribution, that would be great. Uh, if you want this to be recurring, communicate with, with Rick. Can we do that? It sounds okay. good, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, great. Okay. Uh, well, that's all I have for tonight. So I will Alrighty. go ahead and close and thank you all for for checking in and staying staying involved and um hopefully we'll have a guest speaker on the uh the call for the uh 
members next uh, next month. I told Ronnie right. that he could not come. I told Ronnie he could not come back from the uh, criminal defense lawyers um, conference without a guest speaker, and Gail cannot come back from the ATSA conference without a, a therapist to speak. So they both have a mission. <laughs> okay. So that's what they're doing. All right. Well, oh. thank you all for for checking in. Thanks, Anita. Okay. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Bye. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.